You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome to a new edition of the Cards Cast. Cardinal Authority senior writer Michael McCammon here with publisher Jody Demling. Jody, plenty to get to, and we'll get to as much of it as we can. A lot of excitement around the obviously the men's basketball team rolling uh, seven straight wins. Halfway through the conference, you know, schedule, sitting atop the ACC standings, looking, you know, like they're obviously in control of their own destiny. Probably a little further along than many men thought a couple of weeks ago, but certainly a lot of growth for Chris Mack's team at this point. Yeah, no doubt about it. And I think more than anything, you know, when you look at it, I mean, everybody points to David Johnson, but I think it's even more than just David Johnson. It's David Johnson and it's Sam Williamson. And it's the other guys playing a little bit better uh, as well. I mean, this team is just coming together. You know, it just took a little while for uh, some things to work out. It took a little while for DJ to get going. It took a little while for Darius Perry. I think Darius Perry, uh, to be quite honest, over the last two weeks has probably been uh, the uh, most improved or the biggest surprise. I mean, he's got 19 and 14 in his last two games. His last 10 games, he only has seven turnovers. Yeah. Uh, and, and he's only got one turnover in, in, in since the Duke game. So he's been, to me, when and, and I said this early in the year on one of our last podcasts, when Darius Perry is playing at a high level, the Louisville basketball team is really hard to beat. Uh, I agree. You know, And one of the things, you know, we kind of talked a little bit with this, with Jordan Ward today at the press conference as well as Chris Mack. You know, you had Jordan Warr going through this this slump, if you want to call it that. Still, it's a slump that a lot of people would like to have on a regular night, if we're being honest. But for Jordan Warr, it's a slump. You know, he was shooting you know below 40 percent, you know, from the floor and things like that. But still, I mean, if you if you look at it, who would have thought if Jordan Warr had you know six points at Duke, Louisville comes out of it, you know, or if he's having these offensive struggles, that Louisville's going to continue and build up to a seven game winning streak. And that's what this team's done. You point to Darius. Perry, obviously David Johnson, Ed Duke, and there's been guys making these jumps and making big contributions when somebody's needed to rise to that occasion, whether it be Sam Williamson or even Stephen Enoch and Malik, Malik Williams who's been clutch for so many late games. You know, So again, I think we're seeing the maturation of, a, of a, what looks like to be a really solid team that, as many predicted early in the season, stands a really good chance to reach the Final Four. Yeah, I mean, I think when you, when, when you go back, Remember the Florida State game, and there was a lot of people complaining after that game. Louisville obviously lost, and and look, I, I still think even though they lost last week, I still think Florida State's probably one of the top three or four teams in the country right now, uh, just yeah, because exactly. of matchup wise and that kind of thing. But uh, when when Louisville lost that game, and it, it, Jordan had 32, it was a career high, and I remember everybody saying, you know, I mean, Louisville, if he's going to score that, Louisville's not going to be as good, blah, 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 all that, everything that people were saying about it. And, you know, quite honestly, after that, he didn't play very well for four or five games. And it just yeah. didn't – he just didn't score it. He was doing other things. And I think Jordan – I think Coach Mike, after the game last week against Clemson, when Jordan was just kind of ho-hum, he wasn't great in at anything – Louisville won the game and he hit some he hit some key shots. He ended up with 10 points, but he only took five shots. He had five rebounds, two assists and three uh, and, and three turnovers in that game. I think after that game, 
I think they must have sat him down and said, look, you know what? You have to be better at everything. You're being, you're good at, you're good at a lot of things right now. But he was just in kind of a funk, and I think that, uh, you know, he broke out of that. He hit some shots uh, early on in Boston College, and it made things, uh, it made things a lot easier for him to get going. And when Darius and David, or it doesn't matter if it's Darius and David, it can be Darius and Fresh, it can be Darius and Dwayne. When there's two other guys. That, that are going to be scoring on a night and Jordan is scoring, Louisville's going to be virtually impossible to beat because it's going to be a matchup problem with those other two guys in order to, you know, I mean, they're going to have to start doubling and doing things on Jordan and it's going to open other guys up. And when two other guys are scoring, it's just a matchup problem. It's just, it's just going to be good for Louisville. And, and I think moving forward, that's a big thing is to keep the confidence of everybody else. Yeah, right now nine and one again alone at the top of the the ACC standings as you mentioned. You know, Florida State, Louisville's only lost there, and they get a, a chance to revenge that on the road uh, February twenty fourth. But still, a lot of basketball to be played. You know, until then, and I do want to get to you know the women's team and working with Team USA. It was a really cool things uh, there today, and obviously the basketball game on Sunday. You know, but as mentioned, they're halfway through that schedule slate. But when you look at that, the next ten games. You know, there's some big names on there. It does, you know, at least give the appearance, if you look at the current standings, that things maybe get a little bit more difficult. How do you, can you prevent, you know, provide somewhat of a forecast what you think may happen, you know, in what should be a tougher portion of their schedule? You know, we say it's a tougher portion of, of their schedule, but really when you and look I was doing at air it, quotes, but yeah, yeah. When you when you look at like uh, like the net or the RPI or any of the rankings. Yeah. Really, we, we're through the toughest part of the schedule. But I'll, I'll say this. Look, I, I, NC State's a key one for me. It's been the one on the schedule. You know, it's uh, it, the if you go by the RPI ratings, which is the old for, format, but I still like the RPI, and I think they're very, very spot on. Yeah. Um, and, and, and now they do a predictor, though, and this game against NC State is one of three games that they have Louisville losing the rest of the season. They have Louisville losing at Florida State, at Virginia and at NC State and winning the rest of their games. Now, I think if you step back and you you really think about it, if you if you say Louisville's going to lose three games the rest of the year, and uh, if you say if you said to me at the beginning of the year uh, that Louisville's going uh, is going to go 16 and four in the ACC, I think most people would take that. Okay. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. I, I know everybody. I know you want to win them all, and and I think that this team has potential to win every game that they're in. Not that they're going to do that. Um, but but I think they have the potential to win everything. But I think NC State's a tough one. Obviously the Virginia games. But I look at that Georgia Tech game at Georgia Tech uh, on on February the 12th, and I I think that one is a tough one. And then Cole Anthony's going to be back, if yeah. not this weekend, definitely next week. And by the time Louisville gets North Carolina, it's going to be a North Carolina team that is much better uh, than what they've been. So yeah, it's a tough stretch. But it's it's manageable. And I've said this from from back whenever the schedule came out. This is a schedule this year for Louisville that is more conducive than anything else for them to win games. I mean, it, it, it just it just is. I mean, this is a this is a schedule that is not as difficult as it was last year because of the road games and when they've got them and where they're at. The hard road games have been spread out a little bit in this in the conference play. Yeah, and who would have thought you'd get to this point and say Louisville's five and zero on the road in the ACC so far this season? I mean, certainly, you know, a lot of tip of the hat. I mean, because there was a lot of concern, you know, if we were winding the clock just a couple of weeks, 
you know, a lot of concerns on what's what the, what the rotation's like and who's performing and can this team survive without Jordan and, and on and on and on. And here we are two weeks later, and we're talking about how much David Johnson, Sam Williamson, and others are really progressing. So, you know, a, a lot of impressive things have gone on with the development of this this team so far. But um, we were had the opportunity I, I, to be. I want to. I, I just want to mention. I want to say yeah. one more thing before we. I, I, look. If you watch Michael's video of Chris Mack today, he was asked a question about David Johnson starting, and he was kind of puzzled by the question it looked like to me. And and quite honestly, I've been just kind of chuckling at people talking about that, well, you know, David Johnson just started this or that. When you look at the Boston College minutes, okay, if you look at the minutes of the game uh, of Louisville and Boston College from the other night, Michael, um, yep. do you know who the two players that played the most in that game were? I'm going to guess David Johnson was one of them. Yeah, David Johnson was one of them. He had the <laughs> second most minutes uh, in, in that game. Jordan Wara played 38 minutes. David Johnson played the second most minutes at 24 minutes and 52 seconds. He was about 40 seconds more than Dwayne Sutton did. He played the second most minutes of anybody on the team in the last game. He came off the bench. It's fine. They've won seven in a row with the same lineup. They're not yeah. going to change the lineup right now. Plus, I don't think people really realize that, that chemistry for Chris Mack is a huge thing. And you have maybe one of the more fragile uh, body language guys. I think that's a maybe the easy way to put it. Darius can get in the down in the dumps pretty easy. You know, Darius can, is very emotional and can let his emotion affect his game. And Darius likes starting. So why, well, you know, and, and Fresh is pretty good in there starting. So keep them in there, keep them both in there, and let David see things for four or five minutes and come off the bench. You know what? The other night he had to come off the bench after three minutes because Fresh picked up two fouls. So it yeah, was different yeah, like, every like, game. Yeah, like Chris said today, hey, we're winning. So essentially, yeah. why would you change something that's 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 working? So, you know, but, but like, he, like you said, like he pointed out, it's not really who starts, it's who finishes and plays most of the, of the minutes. And and we see that fluctuating. Obviously, when Darius was pointing 19, he's getting you know more minutes than then he has in other games as well. So yeah, a lot of it comes down to matchups and stuff. But, but you know, keeping it this way has certainly aided the progression of David Johnson. You throw him out there as a starter, and who knows how you know his progression has reached this point. But uh, yeah, uh, certainly, it def- def- you know, it's a good argument to have or a good discussion to have as well. No, it def it definitely is, and I and again I understand where people come from. It's just a point that you really don't need to start to be the person that can get a ton of minutes out there. Hey, by the way, real quick note: um, tomorrow night, I know it's uh, it's late notice for everybody, but if you're listening to this and you uh, uh, want to give it a whirl, uh, I'm actually I'm actually going to head that way tomorrow afternoon uh, after the game. But tomorrow night in Vincennes, Indiana, which is just about two hours and twenty minutes away. Uh, from downtown, uh, Jay Scrubs going to be playing at seven o'clock uh, tomorrow night. So it's the closest that he will play uh, this year. The, the school is about three hours away. John A. Logan is about three, three and a half hours away from here. So not too far. Um, but I think they've won. I think they've won seven in a row. Uh, I talked to Cal Peter Smith, their coach today, and uh, you know he said they're playing really well. Jay's playing really well, and. Uh, in his last game, though, Jay only had eight points and four rebounds. So it's a loaded team and a team that uh, that uh, that is playing really well right now. So I'm kind of excited to, to get to see him, and I'll have uh, I'll have a report for everybody uh, tomorrow night. And if you're not going to that, then get over to the Yum Center. Uh, really cool opportunity to see you know 
as Jeff Walls called them today, the best athletes, best best women's basketball players in the world coming into the KFCM Center tomorrow to to play an exhibition against the fifth ranked Cardinals team. Should be really a lot of fun. We had a chance to see them kind of practice and, and, and visit with a little bit of them uh, today. And it, you know, it looks like it's obviously a tour that they're doing with this, this college tour that they're doing is certainly rewarding for the players. But again, looking forward to the event at the Yum Center. Should be a pretty cool opportunity. It's Sunday at two o'clock, Michael. So don't Sunday, don't get there, me, don't sorry, get there Sunday. don't get there a day early. Don't get there. <laughs> sorry, a day sorry early. about that. Yeah, it's, it's Sunday at two o'clock, but it's going to be fun. Angel McCautry, we had a chance to sit down with her. Uh, I'm actually writing a story about her this evening, and she's just awesome. She's the reason that Louisville basket women's basketball is what Louisville women's basketball is. Shoni Schimmel did a ton. Angel, Asia Dewar took it to another level. Maisha Hines-Allen was awesome. And some there were some players that were before Angel McCautry that were great. But Angel McCautry is the reason that Louisville women's basketball is uh, is cool uh, with recruits and, uh, and is the reason that Jeff Walls has got the program where it is. And he said as much today. Um, you know, she sometimes doesn't get as much of the attention because – she did. She wasn't a Jeff Walls recruit, so to speak. But uh, and she is the best player that we've ever seen. And uh, she is. Uh, she will go down in that regards to me. And 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 I love Asia Dewar. Uh, but Angel was so good when she was here, and she did things for this program that they had never done before. And it's exciting to see her back. And she's going to get to play for the first time in the Yum Center. She's never played in the Yum Center, and uh, and she said she's excited to. Uh, uh, beat Coach Walls' ass in the Yum Center. So we'll see if that happens. I, I do think, look, Louisville's won 13 in a row. They're 20-1, and one and they're one of the best teams in the country. But this is a very bad matchup for Louisville because this is a team that likes to uh, – uh, Louisville's a team that likes to kind of uh, run sets and do things on, on offense that – is not going to be good with all that size that the USA, that Team USA has, and uh, so it's going to be tough. But uh, but I'll, we'll see how he play. Coach Walls plays it um, with his starters. They've got a big game Thursday night against Florida State, and again they're 20 and one. So uh, it'll be interesting. The USA team beat UConn by 15 on Monday night. Oregon did beat the USA team uh, early in the year, but in Louisville beat Oregon. So uh, it'll be interesting to see. It's going to be a lot of fun on Sunday. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to seeing, and even Angel brought it you know, to attention as well, that seeing how she interacts with the fans. You know, she's been somebody that that has, you know, been very, you know, friendly to the program since she's left. We've seen, we've seen her at Louisville Live, and, you know, so really looking forward to see how she interacts with thousands that will be there, you know, cheering her on as well. Yeah, it should be exciting. should be a lot of fun. While it's exciting and a lot of fun for basketball, it's going to be boring for football on, on National <laughs> Signing Day, Michael. As we just get you caught up a little bit, and there's really not a lot to catch up with. The Louisville football staff has been out on the road for the last two weeks. They brought a, uh, uh, they brought a prospect, Anwar Sparrow, a linebacker prospect, in last week for an official visit. He didn't have an offer when he came, and he didn't have an offer when he left, and we don't expect – that at this point, unless something changes between now and Wednesday, which it could, we don't expect that there will be anybody new other than the 25 guys that they signed in the, de- the in the December period. That that will be the signing class right now for Louisville, and uh, you know they've gotten a lot of walk-ons, and it really yeah. changes it really changes the outlook uh, of of the class when you think about the walk-ons that they've got, and they have three or four walk-ons. And they just got one uh, this evening. Eli Matthews is a defensive lineman from Southern High School who had an offer from Austin P. And he decided to walk on at Louisville instead. They've got walk-ons 
that are going to get put on scholarship, a few of them, I think, that will be able to play and be able to contribute. Not that that they're not going to recruit other kids because of that, but they can be a little pickier than what they could uh, before. And I think what happens is right now they can be really picky and they can take a grad transfer tackle, offensive tackle, perhaps a grad transfer linebacker, and then with that final spot, just kind of wait and see. Will somebody pop up after spring? Because there's going to be a ton of other guys going the transfer portal between now and the beginning of, let's just say the beginning of, of April, definitely the beginning of May. Yeah, and, and the thing to, to note with these grand transfers is they're not on the same recruiting calendar as, as your high school recruits. So not necessarily, you know, it, the, since they don't have one on signing day, certainly isn't any indicator they may not have one because it's quite possible uh, once you get past that mark. But uh, certainly it's different these days with, with the early signing day period. But uh, they will be holding, the University of Louisville will be holding, I guess, a fan event uh, before uh, the game against Wake Forest on February 5th down at the Yum Center. So, uh, you know, it, it, it's, again, a little bit different, but a positive class altogether. And really, you know, their focus has really shifted a lot to 2021. And as we've been having a lot of, a lot of scholarship offers been dishing out, and we've had a lot of those covered right there. Think about this. Last year at this time, we were, you know, we were the weekend before signing day. Louisville yeah. was still scrambling, trying. They had about, I think, about eight guys or ten guys on official visits this week. Louisville was still scrambling, trying to find guys to fill the 2019 class. You know, it was trying. They were trying to find guys who would come in and play in the class right here you know that that, that, were, that were freshmen this past season well this year this whole time period from the beginning of, from the from december the 19th right before the bowl game until now it has been focused on nothing but 2021 so they got such a yep. late start on 2020 it's all been focused on 2021 they've had a junior day already last year they didn't have a junior day until february uh, they've had a junior day. They've all had all kinds of stuff. And it's just a different vibe and a different attitude and a different thing. I mean, it, it's it's one of those deals where they are uh, they're ahead of the game now moving forward. And, uh, and it's only going to help uh, in recruiting. I'm excited to see who could be the first 2021 uh, commitment. They've been out and about. They have they they've been out and about. They are um, right now. Uh, still on the road. The dead period comes up this weekend. And then almost it's most of the month of February. I think it's the entire month of February where they cannot be on the road. So it's a, it's a dead month. And uh, it's something that the NCAA is going to have to fix because quite honestly, if you've signed all your people in December as coaching staff, you can kind of just take the month of February off. And, and that's kind of what Louisville is going to do no. because you can't go out recruit. You can't, uh, you know, do all that kind of stuff. So, uh, uh, so, yeah, they'll be doing that. But I'm excited to see who the first one could be. And uh, there's a number of guys that they're in really good with, Michael, and we'll keep you posted on that. Yeah, and one of the reasons, you know, they kind of work their spring practice schedule around that, not able to get some guys on campus, is making them, I guess, push the start of spring practice a little later into the month of February than they probably would have preferred because of it. So, uh, but, yeah, speaking of spring, spring practice, we'll be right on that uh, here pretty soon. But, uh, again, yeah, I, uh, I, anything I, else? Go ahead. Spring practice, from what I understand, I don't, and it hasn't been, they haven't sent dates out yet, but from what I understand, spring practice is going to begin on February 24th, and uh, they'll have two weeks, then they'll have the week off for spring break, for L spring break, they will take a whole week off, 
and then they will have two more weeks. And from what I understand, they're going to have uh, something on Saturday, March 28th as kind of a uh, spring practice kind of um, here, the, the finale kind of thing like they did last year, a practice. I hope it doesn't snow this year, uh, but like <laughs> they did last year, a practice with maybe more of a uh, earlier in the day with kind of a, uh, you know, I've, I've even heard as much as said like a pancake breakfast, th- things like something like that to bring some of the fans uh, maybe out for something more than just a, that, than just a practice. They'll have autographs and, and that kind of thing, but it will not be a spring game. It will be more of, of the practice like we had last year, but I'm just hoping that day, Michael, I'm just hoping <laughs> that we can cover a spring practice in the morning and then jump in the car and go to Indianapolis and watch the cards win to go to the final four, because that's going to be a busy weekend. And I'm already set. I've already got everything. I've got the plans. I've got it all worked out. If they time it down, right. We can make both of them without any uh, sweat. And then the next day go to Fort Wayne and watch the women go to the final four. So see, Sounds like the perfect road trip. I got a perfect road trip all set for us. So, <laughs> but that's been our uh, card cast for today. By the way, one other thing, Haley Van Lith will be in town. Uh, Marissa Russell, the other signee from Canada, but Haley Van Lith will be in town. Uh, she got in town tonight, as a matter of fact, and she will be here through uh, Sunday night and will be at the game uh, on Sunday. So uh, the highest, besides Asia Durer, the highest ranked uh, female women's basketball signee in the history of Louisville basketball. And uh, obviously she's got that relationship with Kobe Bryant. She talked to him the night before uh, he died last week and uh, uh, has been kind of mourning his loss, but she's going to get here and Spend some time with their future teammates and, uh, and and watch the game. So that has been our card cast. I know we got a lot packed into this one. We'll be back next week for you. Jody Dimling and Michael McCammon from CardinalAuthority.com. Let's go! It's the most all-star studded challenge ever. And this time, it's every competitor for themselves. Best challenge ever! The Challenge All-Stars. New season now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Go to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Terms apply.